0: Thanks a lot for checking out the Church on the Rock message this week. We would love to help you get closer to God. The best way to do that is to visit cotr.org connect. Or if you are not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you.
1: Hold up your Bible. Let's say it together. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same as I came. In Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, My faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Let's thank God for the word today, everybody. Come on, give God a big praise. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I'm excited today. We're beginning a brand new series called Seeking the Face of God. Seeking the Face of God. And you know, really, whatever you're going through today, the turmoil, the anxiety, the worry, the frustration, Whatever you're facing, depression, the answer for all of that is in the presence of God. They sang about it this morning. In his presence, there's peace. In his presence, there's joy, there's direction, there's guidance, there's clarity. So we're going to spend, we're going into Easter, we're going to spend the next couple of weeks on the subject of seeking the face of God. Y'all be praying for me, amen. I believe it's going to be life-changing. Now, we're not a normal church. You know that, right? You know, I'm not, Kim and I are not normal pastors. You know, when we said yes to the call in 1975, I ran to the altar. I was running from God. I ran to the altar. I said, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do, but I'm not going to be normal. I'm not going to be average. So that's been the history of 40 years at Church on the Rock. We've been pioneers. What we're doing today is pioneering. In this community, you know, we've been pioneers on everything, bus ministry, skate parks, youth centers, involvement in the community, all that we've done down through the years. Church on the Rock has been a pioneering church. We actually go before anybody else and try to set the example of what church should look like. Amen. So I'm not an average pastor. This is not an average church. And so I don't want to be a normal Christian. I don't want to be a normal Christian. I don't want to be a Christian that's satisfied in their walk with God. I don't want to be a Christian, we are not to be satisfied in our walk with God. We are to want a deeper walk with God every day of our life. And I think I'm talking to a group of people here and online that you want a deeper walk with God. You don't want, you're like me, you don't want to be a normal Christian. You don't want religion. You don't want ritual. You don't want a rock star. You don't want to be entertained. You want to know how to get in the presence of God, how to seek the face of God, how to go deeper in your walk with God. So we're going to look at that for the next few weeks, and I hope you all will be praying for me, okay? So what you're hungry for determines your destiny. What you're hungry for determines your destiny. And so I have to ask you the question, what are you hungry for today? You know, some people are hungry for notoriety, promotion, prestige, fame, fortune. What what, what is your dominant drive today? What are you most hungry for? Because whatever, whatever I'm hungry for determines the direction of my life, what I do with my life, and how my life ends up. I like the why on the destiny, don't y'all? Y'all see that? What you're hungry for determines your destiny. So when is it time to seek God? When is it time to seek God? Because, you know, in an average church, they wouldn't want to hear a series like this. In an average church, a lot of Christians are content and satisfied in their walk. A lot of people don't even care about God let alone serving him, living for him, and knowing him. You know that's true. And you know, isn't it interesting, in this life, the people that don't have time for God think God wants to have time for them in the next? I'm going to throw that out one more time. People who think going to hell is church, they think serving God is miserable, and they have no time for God in this life. What makes them think then God would want to spend time with them throughout eternity, right? If I think church and serving God and Bible and prayer and praise and giving and tithing and serving, the Christian walk, living for God, serving God, sharing God, if I think that's boring, then wouldn't it be boring for me throughout eternity to have to be with God 724? You ever think about that? When I don't have time for him now, why would he want to take time for me throughout eternity? So when is it a good time to seek God? Right now, so many people are too busy for God, other priorities in front of God, their hobbies, their interests, their family, their friends, their career. The most important relationship in our life is our relationship with God. So we need to be more serious about that relationship than any other relationship in our life. Oh, I just said a whole lot because not in our church, but I see people priority is their wife or their husband or their children. They put their children and their kids sports. I've gone to Medellin over God. You know, when Kim and I were dating and I wanted to build a relationship with her and I wanted to be with her 724, I talked about her all the time. I visualized her. I had a picture of her. You know, you've heard the story, you know, her and I, you know, growing up, we'd get on the telephone, Telephone telephone. And y'all remember the story in my parents' house. We had a, a phone on the wall of the kitchen. I can still see it. It was green and my dad paid extra to get a long extension cord. Y'all remember that? And the laundry room was off the kitchen. I didn't want my mom or my dad to hear me smooching on Kim. So I go into the laundry room with that long extension cord and shut the door and just talk. Just wanted to be in her presence. Just wanted to pursue a relationship. When is the time to seek God? That should be the most important relationship in any human being's life, more than their husband or wife, mother or father, sister or brother, children. It should be the most serious about that relationship than any other relationship. We were serious in our relationship. We dated for a year. We were serious. So we nurtured it. We spent time to invest and build and, and cause it to grow and develop into 50 years of marriage. So, so when is it time to seek God? Not everybody wants to seek God, but most of the people I'm talking to today and online, I think most of you want to seek God in a new way, in a greater way, and go deeper with God. That's Church on the Rock, okay? So, when is a good time to seek God? Pastor, I don't have time for church. I don't have time for serving. I don't have time for all that right now. I'm busy later on. You have no promise of later on. Last night we're working out, and while I'm working out at Daniel's house, my my phone lit up, and there was a text message of a family that I've known for 30 years. Don't go to this church. They live in Springfield, Missouri and I've known him for 30 years, and the father yesterday got in a car wreck and was killed in Springfield. We, we don't know about tomorrow, and we can't say, well, down the road, you know, I'll seek God, I'll put God first. I've heard that for 40 years from people. When is a good time to seek God? Let, let me give you some, some hints. When's a good time to seek God? Number one, when you're feeling overwhelmed and hopeless. When you're feeling overwhelmed and hopeless, don't get addicted to drugs. Don't don't get addicted to alcohol. Don't get addicted to illicit affairs. Don't, don't, Don't go do something stupid. Don't commit suicide. Don't do the wrong thing when you're feeling overwhelmed and hopeless. Run to God. Run to God. In no way he will cast you out. Run to God. So that's a good time when I'm overwhelmed and I'm hopeless, going through transition, uncertain of my future, afraid of my future, whatever it is, that's a good time to seek the Lord. When is a good time to seek the Lord? When material blessings leave you empty. When material blessings leave you empty. Now, I know you all can relate to this. Boy, you think you're going to be happy when you get that new car, and you get that new car, and you go get groceries at Snooks, and somebody lets a car run and hits the side and dented. Come on, somebody. Now we're no longer excited about our new car. You get that new house. You've always wanted, you thought it would make you happy, and then you found out the insurance payments, the taxes, the upkeep. Oh, praise God. You know what I'm talking about? You know, oh, I, if I can just afford that cruise, that vacation, you go on it, and you, t- you rack up so much on your credit card, you come back home, you have, you know, suicidal thoughts. <laughs> right? You thought that was going to give you peace, and, you know, you invested in, their company on that vacation. You know what I'm talking about? The hotel chain, the cruise the cruise line. So a good time to seek God is when material blessings no longer do what they used to do. You think if I achieve this, get this, purchase that, accomplish that, then I'll be happy and you're not. You're left empty. That's a good time to seek God. When is a good time to seek God? When you have hard questions and nobody can answer them. When you have hard questions, and nobody can answer, why did this happen? Why isn't that happening? Why did that happen? Why didn't this happen? Why is it taking so long? Why am I here? What's going on? What's happening in the world today? This craziness that's happening in the world, when you have hard questions, and you go to a people, and they can't give you the answer, and you're left without an answer, God has the answer. Jesus is the answer right? You know, for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Truth and the light, Andre Crouch. So having hard questions that nobody can answer, that's a good time not to go do something stupid, not to go off the deep end, but that's a good time to seek God. When my brother died, I've told you the story. I was 17. He was 22. Died of a brain tumor. He was my hero. We went to church. The church prayed. He died. I had some hard questions. I walked away from God for a while because I was offended at God. But nobody could give me the answers I was looking for. Nobody could satisfy me with their answers. And eventually, I went back to seeking God. When's a good time to seek God? When you have hard questions and nobody can answer them. Number four, when's a good time to seek God? When you don't know your purpose and you're struggling and you're floundering and you talk to the school counselor, and you talk to your best friend, and you talk to your mom, your dad, or your husband, your wife, or, or, or a peer, or you talk to, you know, why am I here? Why do I look this way? Why do I act this way? Why do I have this personality? Why do people see you, me, as different? What's our calling? What's our assignment? Why did God put us here now? Why are we here? What's the purpose when you're struggling over your purpose, and you're floundering, you're confused, and you're frustrated It's a good time to seek the Lord. We're talking about when to seek the Lord. Most people don't give a hoot about God or seeking God. I'm going to be honest with you. A majority of Christians don't care either. They're satisfied. They're content with their walk. And we are never to be satisfied in our walk with God. We are always to want more of God always to one more of God. And that's what I love about you all so much because that's church on the rock. When's a good time to see God? When I don't know my purpose and why I'm here. Number five, when is a good time to see God? When I, when I begin to get a correct picture of God. Wow. When I find out that he's not like what some churches paint him to be. When I find out he's not like some Christians that, that met well, he's not like that at all. When I find out that he's a good God, and he's for me, and he's for you, and you heard them sing it, God loves you, amazing grace, he sent his son to die for us. Well, When you get the correct picture of God, that God's not angry and mean and against you and me, God is for us. Even when we fail, flub up, miss the mark, God's there. His mercy endureth forever. When I, began, when I began to get a correct picture of God, I began to seek God go after God, want more of God. When I found out that he was a good God, that he wanted to give me abundant life, that he believed in me, that he was for me, that he loved me. When I began to get a right picture of God, Dave Blunt began to seek God. It's a good time to seek God when you get a revelation of what God's really like. So let me give you a a, a few scriptures. Psalm 128. I love this psalm. And so you might say, yeah, but pastor, you know, why should I seek God? I know you're saying when we should seek God, but really why? I mean, God's there and I'm here and why should I seek God? E- even some Christians, you know, even so, I remember, you know, Kim and I, we were associate pastors in one church and, and the pastor's now in heaven. Won't mention his name. You would know who he is. He's dead and gone in heaven. But the pastor of this church, this church was a thousand members The youth group was 200. Kim and I were youth pastors, associate pastors. And that pastor came to me one day and said this, Dave Blunt, you pray too much. That's what the pastor told me. He said, you pray too much. You take, and I was at that time, I would take the lunch hour. I'd go down in the youth room. I would fast and pray during the lunch hour. I was all the time reading books. Back then, cassette, tapes. I, I was listening to cassette tapes. And seriously, he kept harping on me. Why can't you just be like the rest of us? God didn't wire me to be like anybody else, nor did he you. God, 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 I, he would say, why are you all the time praying? All the, This is a pastor. He was the presbyter of the section. And he would always get on my case. You're praying too much. You read the Bible too much. A preacher, a pastor. So I know if preachers are that way, and I know they are, then I know, I know the congregations are that way. If they don't want to see God. They don't have time for God. If they have any leftover time, they'll show up. Leftover time, maybe serve. Leftover time, when our most important relationship should be God, seeking the face of God. And if I don't want to be with him in this life, why would he want to be with me in the next life? Powerful thought. So here here's why here's why Dave Blunt seeks God. Okay? How joyous are those who love the Lord and bow down humbly before God, ready and willing to obey God. So what's going to come into my life when I seek God? Joy. You see that? Joy. Joy that the world didn't give me and I won't let the world take it away. Verse 4. Yes. This is God's, I think we skipped some verses, but that's okay. Yes, it should be one through four, guys, next service. Yes, this is God's generous reward for those who love him. Verse two, three talks about the reward of seeking him. So notice there's a reward for seeking God. He said, blessed and happy are those who love God and go after God. Yes, this is God's generous reward. God's a generous God, by the way and produces generous children. For those who love him, verse six, and may you be surrounded by your grandchildren. Well, I wanna leave a legacy, so I'm gonna seek the face of God. I want my grandchildren, they're sitting over here, to be proud of their grandfather. That you be surrounded by your grandchildren. Happiness, that's why I seek God. Happiness to you and happiness to Israel which is God's people, but we are as God's people. So now that's why, and you can look at the rest of that chapter, it lists the benefits of seeking God. Happy, joyful, your family, your children, your grandchildren. In seeking God, God generously rewards those who seek him and obey him willingly. So now let's look at Psalm 105. Psalm 105, O give thanks unto the Lord, Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. And we taught on that on Wednesday night a few weeks ago. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all of his wonderful works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them. Let the heart of them. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Notice that we are called to sing praises and hymns and spiritual songs. We're called to give glory to him and honor to him. We're we're reminded to remember and tell others our story and his amazing grace we sing about. And notice those who do that and rejoice in him, all that's a result of seeking the Lord, the benefits of seeking the face of God of God. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face once a month, just on Sunday. So so nobody can get mad at the pastor because I'm just teaching the word. I'm not condemning anybody, getting on anybody's case because this goes around the world. But notice, seek the Lord and his strength and seek his face all the time, evermore, all your life. So that's God's will for you and I, seeking the face of God. Seeking the face of God. Remember his marvelous miracles that he has done, his miracles and the judgments of his mouth. Okay? Now let's look at that same in the Passion Translation. Everybody still with me? Passion Translation. Go ahead and give God thanks for all the glorious things he has done. Go ahead and worship God. Tell everybody about his wonders. Let's sing his praises. Sing and put all of his miracles to music. I like that, you songwriters. Put all his miracles to music. Shine and make your joyful boast in him. You lovers of God, let's be happy and keep rejoicing No matter what happened this last week, no matter what you're facing this coming week, seek more. There you go. See, I grew up around some folks that were good, well-meaning folks, but they weren't growing. They were just saved, setting, and soaking. And they thought that's all there was. I guess that's why God called Kim and I to do what we've done for 40 years, to solve that problem. See, what you do should be solving problems. So, notice seek more. Well, I thought pastor would just harping because he's a preacher. No, it's Bible. Seek more of God's strength. Seek more of God. Seek more of God. Question: Is his relationship the most important relationship? Not your boyfriend. Not your not your girlfriend. Not you know, not your partner. But he should be the number one priority relationship and all. I know some people don't like to hear that I know they don't like but too bad <laughs> seek more of his strength seek more of him let's always be seeking the light of his face boy now I, I where I got the title for my series seeking the face of God don't ever forget his miracles hold your heart Hold to your heart every promise he has decreed. Uh, let's look at Hebrews 11:6. 6. Hebrews 11:6. 6. Can we read this one on the count of three? And say it loud so the TV on us doesn't think there's three people here, okay? Okay, so l- l- let's say it now. Now look for the word seek, okay? Here we go on three. One, two, three. But without a possible <laughs> He rewards not just those who seek him, but those who diligently. Not just those who seek him, but those who diligently. So it's got to go from an interest to obsession. A lot of Christians are interested, but they're not diligently seeking him. You know what diligently means? effort, effort, work, discipline. Hard work, effort, energy, time. So notice that I've got to go from, as a Christian, just be interested in church and interested in once in a while the Bible, interested in God. If I want God to reward me, if I want Psalm 128 that we read earlier, then I've got to diligently. It's got to go from an interest to an obsession, obsession, obsession. Being obsessed that means fixed and committed and passionate, fixed, committed, and passionate. Me serving God is an obsession. And that has freaked a lot of people out in the last 40 years. But it's an obsession to Kim and I to go after God, to please God, to honor God above all in front of all. So notice God rewards those who Diligently, not just seek, it's not just an interest once in a while, but diligently, all effort. Can I say, it? Pastor Kim's ladies' conference, all in. It's those who go all in. An obsession is where you have focus, you have commitment, and you're all in. And here's what I know when you go all in as a Christian, a lot of Christians see you as crazy. I am guilty. I'm crazy for God. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11, verse 13. Look at this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope, and plans to give you a future. Verse 12. Then you'll call on me, and you come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. When's a good time to call on him? I gave you five ways at the beginning of beginning this sermon. You will, I think sometimes we don't read verse 13, but we stop at verse 11, a future and a hope. But look at verse 13. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all in, all in, no compromise, playing games, list of affairs. Lying, cheating, stealing, racism, bigotry, all the above, unchristlike things, gossiping, complaining. You will seek me and you will find me. Condition: when you seek me with all your heart. You know, God's kind of like Kim, okay? They're both jealous, right? Doesn't God say I'm a jealous God? And you can have no other gods before him. Well, Pastor Kim says, I am your woman. And you can have no other women's. Okay, right? Liken that unto God. God doesn't want to share you with any hobby, any person, any career, anything before him is an idol. He loves you. He wants you he desires you, and he won't share you with anybody. It's when I seek him with all in heart, then I find him. Oh, can we have a praise break on that? Can we have a praise break on that? Acts 17, verse 24. I can see we're not going to get done with the first part today. Is the Holy Spirit speaking to anybody? I think we're going up I think we're going up and we're going deeper. We're getting closer. Come on, somebody. I think we're getting adjusted right now. I'm your chiropractor. uh, I hear some snapping and crackling and popping. I hear some discomfort going on right now. But all the end, you'll feel better. God who made the world. Well, there's creation. You forget about the bang theory right there. God who made the world and everything in it. Since he's the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life breath and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men and women to dwell on the face of the earth. And God has determined your and my pre-appointed time to live on this earth and the boundaries that we're where we are to dwell and live you talk about specific you talk about detail god's into detail you talk about intentionality this verse basically says that god created us he called us and he placed us in a certain time period to be on this earth so you're not a mistake And a certain place to live, a community. Y'all heard the story, many of you, years ago. My dad's alive, and we're coming down to see the Arch family. And my dad, he says to me, out on St. Peter's, it was St. Peter's, on 70, right in front of the way station. I could still, my dad looked at me and said, Dave, would you ever come to St. Louis and pastor? I said, No way, never. I told my dad, I would never come to St. Louis. I wanna to go to California A. I am not coming to St. Louis, no way. Guess where God put Kim and I for a lifetime? <laughs> Be careful when you say, no way. All right, so notice, that's, that's so that they, oh my goodness. So the community that I'm in and the church that I go to and the spiritual community and all that's going on in my life Is important because God puts you here at this time in this place to seek him. So that you would seek the Lord in the hope that you might grope for him and find him. Grope for him and find him. Wow. Grope for him and find him. Do you all remember Jacob in the Bible? Didn't he have a wrestling match with God? And didn't Jacob... Didn't Jacob the rest of his life, didn't he kind of limp? A.W. Tozer said, that every Christian should be limping. You don't get that. A.W. Tozer said, every Christian should be limping. other words, you should have an experience with God. Between him and you, and he wins. And the limp is proof that you've submitted, surrendered, the call, the assignment, the purpose on your life. Every Christian should walk with a limp spiritually so that you would seek the Lord in hope that you might grope for Him and find Him, though He's not far. He's not far. You see, Pastor, I just can't feel God. Well, He didn't move. As the team comes, I can tell, time's up. He didn't move, I moved got busy with my hobby, my interest, my job, my side hustle, my kids, their sports, my stuff. You know, he didn't move, I moved. You might grow for him and find him, though he's not far, he's not far from each one of us. For in him, remember I started off this sermon 25 minutes ago on whatever you're dealing with today, God can help you. Whatever you're dealing with today, God can give you a breakthrough. In fact, I believe many of you are in the middle of a breakthrough right now. For in him we live, and we move, and we know our identity. As also some of you poets have said, for we are also his offspring. It's in him I find my identity. It's in him I find out why and what. It's in him I find my significance, and my calling, and my purpose. And I conclude with this, as you and I seek the face of God, you're going to see even more and more how much God loves you and God is for you. I'm out of time. Can you give the Lord a big praise for the word today? Come on, let's thank God for the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, for sake of time, could we bow our heads? Would you do that with me? We have baby dedications coming up in 10 minutes here in the sanctuary. We have a whole lot of little ones that are going to get dedicated to the Lord today. But with our heads bowed, our eyes closed, and those of you online, we're going to pray a corporate prayer right now. And this is for those of you that have maybe have been running from God, maybe been offended at God like I was. This is for those of you that don't know what God's really like. Remember, when you find out God's for you, you want to get to know him. When I found out that Kim kind of liked me, I wanted to get to know her. And so maybe wherever you might be and you're walking your journey, but you say this, bottom line, Pastor, I want a relationship with God, and that comes through Jesus. I I I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. I want to surrender my life. I want to turn everything over to him. I'm tired of running, resisting, arguing. I'm ready to have an encounter with God and give Him my life and serve for Him. If that's you, pray this prayer with us right now or resetting your life with Him. Pray this prayer. Church, let's help everybody. Say it out loud. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I repent. I change my mind and go in the new direction. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for me and He rose again. Jesus come into my heart, come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Would you like to keep growing in your faith? At Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's learning more about discovering what it means to join a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org connect, where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you are part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org online. Have a great week, and don't forget that God is for you.